What would your ex say about you? This is Single Married Divorced. I'm Eric Rung, and I am single. Tom McGuire, and I'm happily married. I'm Allison Collins, and I'm happily divorced. Okay, so this is not so much a poll question, but more of a questionnaire. This woman on Twitter by the name of Abby Govindin, Govindan, I probably murdered that name, but anyway, what she's done is she has made a kind of a post-dating interview for her casual dates as well as some serious relationships. It got out on Twitter, and some of the questions that she asked are, you know, like when you leave a job, and they ask you a bunch of questions, why did you leave, things like that. So here are some of the questions uh, that she put out there. Her name is Abby, but she went on Twitter to put her questionnaire out there under the the name Katie. So it was, what is wrong with Katie? (laughs) What is wrong with you? At what point did you know that this wouldn't work out? What could Katie have done to enhance this experience for you? So I, I thought it was just funny because uh, who does that? But it's kind of brilliant because you could really learn a lot about yourself. I think it's a horrible idea. I think it's funny. It's definitely funny. I not it's do definitely it, funny. <laughs> I mean, if you, you know what? If you're trying to like remain friends with your exes, maybe you do that as like a little joke. Like, hey, let's stay like friendly, and I'm going to send you this exit poll or survey yeah exit interview if you will but like i've always believed uh, don't ask a question you don't want the answer to that is very that is very sound advice ladies and gentlemen you know beth and i've been together for a long time and i know a little bit about her dating background but not like a ton i don't there's some details i don't need and or want right so um i think it's hilarious uh, I thought about it from both points of view. First, it sounds it looks like a survey monkey kind of thing. Right. So it's like receiving that in my inbox <laughs> would make me laugh and cringe all at the same time. Um, but like, I would think it'd be funny to send it to people like, "Hey, what do you think is wrong with me?" But I think if I got it from someone else, I'd probably be like, "This is why I broke up with them." See, now they're sending me a survey. Why did you break up with them? <laughs> I broke up with you because you're the kind of person who would send me a survey after right. we break up. Well, and then like here's some more questions I think are pretty good. Uh, would you refer Katie to a friend? If so, please list numbers here. Um, that's hilarious. Like I, uh, <laughs> like I would send out a survey saying only that. I think in case they had a friend. Maybe. I mean, maybe we'd go out sometimes and they'd cute friends and I'd be like, hmm. <laughs> How about Brian? Do you think he would like Katie? <laughs> yeah, follow-up question. If yes, did yeah. you think Brian is one of these people? What would you say, say, before you got married, Allison, even today or before you got married, one of the two, if you did send this out, what do you think some of your exes would have said? He's just too damn sexy for <laughs> <Brian>. <laughs> Uh, so what, what, uh, let's I just start know. with question what what is wrong with tom where to begin you know i i, I <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to tom you tell us everything <laughs> allison what is wrong with allison i uh i take on too many things and then i get frustrated when i don't have enough time and then my frustration lands on others sometimes right Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, I think mine would have yeah, rungs like, I can, I'll tell you a few things about yourself, Allison. Uh, my, mine, I think, would be uh, fear of commitment, perhaps. And um, my you know, my last girlfriend before Beth was uh, a lot of arguing. So probably we argued too much. Right. Um, and then uh, maybe fear of commitment. 
Yeah, I think these days I'd get fear commitment. I don't think I would have gotten that 15 years ago. Turns out I wasn't really afraid. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just like the right woman. Yeah, exactly. Eric? Yes? What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, he's, he's trying to get out of this one. <laughs> and moving on to question one. No. no uh, I, I would say, well, I mean, I just love too damn much. That's my problem. <laughs> I like your Eric and I both tried to spin it positive uh, <laughs> initially. Uh, let's see. If somebody asked me, what is wrong with Eric? <sighs> Man, that is tough. Because um, I think I'm a pretty delightful p- person. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Allison, why don't you answer yeah, this one? Answer. No. Uh, I think that this could go terribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I, you know, I would say that... Um, I, I do work a lot, and my schedule is all over the place, and I think a lot of people do have a hard time with that. So I, I would say probably just my lack of a set schedule would be probably one of the biggest complaints, one I've heard before, that's for sure. Yes. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Allison, where does that fall on your list? For Eric, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the best, but I don't think that that was a deal breaker. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Let's explore that a little more. No. <laughs> On to question one. No, well, okay, <laughs> well, let's finish so, that survey. We should finish well, the yeah, survey. Well, yeah, there's a couple yeah. more questions. Oh, okay, that great. I, uh, yeah. Uh, would you like... Oh, wait. I think I did finish them all. Uh, would you like to remain on the mailing list in case Katie revisits your application or another opportunity opens up? Yeah, there's a little attitude in that, if you ask me. Yeah. I would like to hang out with Katie because um, I really like the way she switched it like into something the HR would send out. Right. Well, and she she did it after being ghosted, and that's when it started. Okay, I did read that part. So if someone ghosts you, and then you send them a survey to fill out about you, do you really think they'd fill it out? A couple people did, according to the article. And they sent back stuff. uh, I think one of the things they said was what Katie could have done to enhance this experience for you. Some of the answers were, come to some bars with me, no biting, visited Maine. No biting. I don't know. I wonder if that was a gag answer. Or well, legit. she said some of them were very casual. Others were a little bit more serious. So give me a shoulder massage and more tater tots, which, I mean, you could put that <laughs> yeah. for just about anything, really, I would say. But I, it's uh, interesting. I think what we should do is we should post the questions on our Facebook page and other social media pages in case people want to answer them. Yeah. It's good self-reflection, mm-hmm. I would say. I'm sorry. Are we posting to the people that we dated? They're going to tell us. <laughs> no, 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 no. What's wrong with us? It, <laughs> if you want mm-hmm. to. Uh, or I, we don't. Could, I don't. We could take the... Uh, we take No, in case somebody else wants to take the oh, questions. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. That's an amazing idea. Right. Thank you. All right. So question number one. What habits are deal breakers for you? Talking about things like maybe somebody doesn't change the sheets all that often or put the cap back on the toothpaste or doesn't move the shower curtain back so it stays all bunched together and gets all moldy and disgusting because that would be mine. But <laughs> so, so that's happened to you. <laughs> so uh, what would be some deal breakers, would you say? Or deal breakers that you've heard from other people? Oh, that's a good one. Because I'm thinking like, I mean, I think I would know a deal breaker if I saw it, but off the top of my head, other than things that are so over the top... They'd be a deal deal breaker for everybody, right? That I I don't know if I could like come up with something. If perchance I was super tired and couldn't drive home and had to sleep over at someone's house and the sheets were dirty, uh, that would be gross. Yes, I would uh, agree with that. Yeah, a dirty person that would be a deal breaker, I guess for me. I, right. I um I sometimes don't put the toothpaste cap 
Vicon. That's, a, that's a big deal breaker for a lot of people. Like that just infuriates some people. I know. Have, oh, you know. <laughs> Don't they have uh, flip caps now, though? Does um, anyone have a? There's no screw caps anymore. Oh yeah, there are. Mm-hmm. Are there? Are yeah. there screw? We always have the flip cap, so it's easy. Well, thank God that saved your marriage. But <laughs> now I don't think Beth so, well, would I, care about that. I, I kind of feel like there's more to the story about. Oh, how you know about the. The toothpaste. No, there's people that like people come to my house like your cap isn't on your toothpaste, and I'm like, oh, huh, it's so funny. <laughs> Do they also ask why your toothpaste has not been put away? Well, I have like a I don't know, it's like a glass thing, and you put the toothpaste <laughs> in oh, there. So you leave it out. You leave it out. Okay. Yeah. I right. leave mine out. You leave your toothpaste out? Yeah. Not if you're having guests. Yeah. Then they can know where to find it. Oh, different kind of guests we're talking about. I guess overnight guests. No, it's me like oh, so, oh, I see what you're whenever saying. Whenever I want like my bathroom to guests look, over, yeah, you yeah, have to clean okay, up, yeah, yeah, okay, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, no, yeah. if like if my parents or sister come in town, I leave it out. I don't, you know. yeah. I always put mine away. Like we have, I have a very nice setup in my my. Uh, I'm I'm in the basement bathroom. If you guys aren't familiar with that, I don't know if our <laughs> listeners are familiar with uh, my current gentleman's quarters down in the basement because we bought a small. <laughs> I don't know if I want to know about it. <laughs> we bought a small ranch. You've seen it uh we've bought a small ranch and we need to add on to it and until we add on to it i'm uh i live in the basement i sleep upstairs live in the basement otherwise <laughs> i want to say i live there i i go down there use that bathroom change my clothes and come back up beth is gonna hear but this speed like everyone thinks that you're she, sleeping downstairs yeah. and i'm sleeping i i sleep upstairs i swear i live upstairs but anyway but i always make sure i'm like the least i could do is like put my crap in the drawer in the medicine chest just so that bathroom looks decent right um but do you leave it out otherwise, though? Like, if you, if you not know. I put it away most days. Most, most days, days I'll put away my contact stuff and put away my toothpaste. I mean, it's like right there. The drawer is right. like six inches away. Why not just pop it open and drop it in? I figure it's the least I can do to contribute to the household. That is. Because it's not really not much else. That is the least you could do. <laughs> to make you feel better, I don't have a shower curtain. It's like a glass slider thing. Oh. So. I hate that. Do you have to scrape it after every shower? No, because it's. Um, Frosted. And it's. Uh, I don't know what you call it. Beveled? Yes. Nice. Well, not beveled. It's uh, like patterned almost, so you can't see. You don't have to do the What about... Squeegee. I hate scraping. What about... Uh, I dated a woman one time where she would get infuriated about the person that didn't push down the, the thing on the nozzle for the shower. So, you know, like if you have the shower up top and oh. then you have the yeah, nozzle yeah, yeah. and they, you just leave it up all the time, she, she hated that. Yeah, because you could turn it on and get dumped on without realizing it. Yeah, but if you I, turn the water on, the shower right, would start. start. But yeah, I, I, I never take a bath, so well, you're missing out then. <laughs> <laughs> it is that in your gentleman's quarter? <laughs> well, I actually do not. I just have a shower. Beth and uh, Beth and Caitlin have the bathtub. Do you really take a bath? Uh, occasionally. Really? Mm-hmm. With some Epsom salts? Oh my god, it's fantastic! <laughs> Are you seventy-eight <laughs> years <laughs> old? <laughs> so I have a bum knee. I have a bum knee from an old injury. And Epsom salts make, I mean, it really makes a huge difference sometimes. If you're having a rough, a rough patch on the knee, you get in the tub, hot water, and Epsom salts. <laughs> you have like a <laughs> hot swear. water bottle too? You Man, my mom's going to start <laughs> listening like right now. You, she listens We've just anyway. changed the demographics, I think. Your mother loves me. She listens. I guarantee it. Mm. Speaking of loving, uh, let's move to the dating story of the week. Uh, Allison has this one. It's uh, Sex 365. I have a friend who... Well, probably two friends, right? <laughs> I have, Yes. Actually, I'm <laughs> friends with both of them. I mean, they've been married for, I don't know, maybe 15 years or so. And all married people fight, and they were having struggles with things. And she had read somewhere that uh, you should make the pledge to your spouse to um, have relations 
You um, can say sex. Can I? Yeah. And Beth, are you, uh, Beth, are you out no, there? No, my mom's not going to listen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> as long as Beth's listening. <laughs> uh, that they would, they would make this agreement to do this every day for an entire year. That is a commitment. I know. I remember during October, this, I mean, this was completed uh, this past January. So I remember. So they succeeded. They succeeded. But there were like weird rules. Like if someone, like if they got the flu, that didn't happen, but they had to make up for it within. So they'd have to do it a couple times in a day? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So um, did it help hurt their relationship? She thinks it really helped. Um, what was her reasonings? Well, because even when they were angry at each other, they still had to be intimate and kind of like each other to make it work. The power of the human touch, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I but, but I'm, I'm. But she was hilarious because like everyone's like, "Thanks a lot," because now our husbands heard about it and they're like, "Hey, let's make the pledge." I, I honestly, I think that would get. It did. It became like a chore. Like yeah. we'd be out. She's like, "God, you know, I have to go home, and if I don't do it today, I don't have enough time tomorrow to double up." And you never want to be like a chore or a schedule. But I almost think it was good. I think it was almost good to make it a chore sometimes so that then during their normal year it was a little more appreciated or special or I don't know. It kind of reminds me of um, oh god how did I forget his name? Our friend in New Orleans. Um, Oh the uh, Reverend Ambassador of Love. Yeah. Remember he said the thing about sitting next to each other? Mm -hmm. And I think I mean I honestly like really think that's a great tip. Because when you're close to each other, you can't help but, you know, you, I don't know, it just seems to bring you closer together than if you're sitting across the room for each other. You must be sitting by yourself, right? So, I mean, obviously this takes it to another level, like not <laughs> just sitting next to each other on the couch. But I think it's, biologically, any kind of intimacy, there's endorphins released in your brain and your body reacts. So, it would obviously bring you closer together, I think. I mean, I think it's really a beautiful thing. And every couple should try it <laughs> should try it <laughs> you gotta attempt it you gotta attempt it there's no guarantees you're gonna get through but you gotta attempt 365 though again i just think after i mean there's got to be some days where you just gotta say to yourself no i just i just well they almost they sleep. almost ended it in october like it was almost it just got to be too much yeah like this was just one more thing on their list of things they had to accomplish every day and they have kids too mm-hmm. how many I'm not going to tell you because that will identify the person. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, 45 kids. <laughs> <laughs> After last year, they have a couple more. Uh, would, is, would they do it again, though? I don't think so. I mean, I think uh, she tries to set goals every year for different things. They're not always relationship-related. What if you did, like, 183 or something, right? So it's every other day. Like, that seems to lighten the load. Right, but if you're going to like set out and be like, I'm going to accomplish it. I mean, you usually have to set the bar pretty high. Like, this is what I'm shooting for. I mean, yeah. 183 doesn't sound as exciting as 365. That's true. And right. I mean, that's basically, and that's regular life anyway, right, for most people? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> most married couples, every other day, it's pretty typical after the first couple of years, isn't it? Um... Maybe just my experiences are different. Maybe. I've never been married, so I don't know. You'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of having sex, uh, our question number two is how to tell somebody that you have an STD. Well, Eric told me... (laughs) 
<laughs> it was pretty quick after we started dating, <laughs> I think. Just kidding. Uh, no, this was uh, from a CNN article that I saw, and it said an estimated one in two sexually active Americans will contract an STD by the time they turn 25. Was it one in two or one in three? One in two sexually one in two. active 50%. Americans. That seems really high. I know. I got to talk to some of my buddies, and I mean, I don't know. I don't think I know anybody who at least has admitted it. Well, yeah, I don't think I know anybody that's admitted it either. All my friends are really great people. That's. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, mean, I know people that that have right STDs. Uh huh. And do they tell? I mean, I'm assuming they yeah, tell people yeah. before. Well, I mean, it's. I think it's one of those things where if it's something that's going to affect them, um, especially some of them that were listed that were like for the rest of their lives, this will change who you are and you know how you live. If you, I mean, that's just. I mean, evil to oh, just put someone in that situation where they, you know, they don't see it coming. Mm-hmm. I can't. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, I, what do you? I guess you just gotta be honest. No, but like, yeah, if you absolutely. have like herpes, lasts your whole life, right? I think they come and go, though, right? Yeah, you have like uh, what flare do they call up them? or flare up. You know yeah. how I know that because of all of the commercials on television. Because <laughs> one in two people <laughs> that are sexually active have an STD. That they have to advertise that much about it. Uh, the experts basically say that um, this is some psychologists as well as uh, people in sex therapy and things like that, uh, that industry. Yeah, be honest, but also kind of keep it in a controlled environment. And also, you don't want to just jump right out with it, uh, according to them. And I can only think of one time, and it was early on when I was a—I think I was a sophomore in college. Uh, I started dating this woman, and well, I could probably say girl at that point. And she told me, but that was after about three weeks or so. But then we we never had sex anyway. So I knew I was—I just googled something because I remember I heard this before. Right, herpes. What percentage of the world population do you think has herpes? Is that thing where people when uh, the cold sore part or uh, herpes simplex virus type one? That's all it says. Just herpes. Well, because I think the stuff on your the herpes on your lip is the same as the herpes in other places. Yeah, I know, but they don't go one. They don't go hand in hand. Oh, it just says how many people? What percentage of the world population has herpes? Herpes simplex virus type one HSV one. Just take a random guess. 23. Um, I was going to say 28%. Uh, try two-thirds of the world population has herpes. 3.7 billion people. In the world? Under the age of 50. Obviously about in the 67% world. 67% of the global population. <laughs> 67%? 67 67% of the global population are infected with herpes simplex virus type 1. Wow. But see, that, that you can also have herpes and not even know it, though, too, right? Yeah, I suppose so. If, you've, like, if you don't I have don't flare-ups, know. right? Yeah. And there's also an STD that um, w- women can have that doesn't have any outward signs, too, right? That Or am I making that up? You think up? like HPV or something, maybe? or I'm not sure. <clears throat> well, I know I've heard that it wouldn't have outside signs to men, but can't, but then, you know, would like... Oh, yeah. That's what it devastate is. Devastate the woman. Like, right. you know, I may or may not have friends that have to go in for treatment on that. What is it? That's pretty common, isn't it? HPV? Um, apparently it is. Um, Human pep- papillomavirus? Yeah. Papal something. They found out they had it after they were married. Like, hey, like, 
<laughs> what's going on? Like, who gave it to who? And I don't think anyone like that. I don't know if anyone gives it to anybody because. Oh, I think so. No, I think that's why you give the. Um, I thought it was just like a virus that you could like not necessarily pick up from like activity of the sexual kind. I could be totally wrong. I think you are. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it so has too. to be transferred to Google. Yeah, we should Google that. We before we pass along false information. Let's figure that out. And it's actually pretty interesting. So obviously you can get HPV from sexual contact, but I think this is where it becomes a bigger deal. A mother can pass it to a baby, it says by pregnancy, labor, or nursing. So not everyone that gets HPV, you know, it's not necessarily sexual. What I thought was interesting about the article is that they were talking about all these dating sites now. Right. Like dating while positive for various... STDs. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and well, and then there was one that would got on one of the more popular ones, which was Tinder, uh, is Tinder, I should say, and I'll just read it here. It said, I did an experiment where I used Tinder for a month where the only thing my bio read was I have genital herpes. Swipe right only if you're cool with it. I didn't know what to expect, but my fearful self, brainwashed by the stigma, anticipated that there was going to be a lot of slut-shaming or rude interactions. This was a woman. But none of that happened. Most guys who swiped right were genuinely appreciative of how upfront I was about the information, and a few uh, were even down to meet up and get to know each other in person. So maybe they had it, too. That could be. I'm sorry. The article was also talking about how people that say, listen, I am positive for this, um, are the people you shouldn't be afraid of and that there's so many people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm clean or whatever, and they think they're clean or they assume they're clean or they just, you know, never found out, and those are the people that you should worry about. Oh, you mean the, the people that have never had, never been tested for STDs? Right, but they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah everything's I'm fine. Clean, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think that's kind of goes hand in hand with the physical, though, but... Right. Yeah, well, nowadays I assume it's just part of it. At least my physicals, but and <laughs> <is> <laughs> you're like, I'm, you're like, to do? You're like I'm know. actively dating, and they're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> no, but I just, I, I mean, I'd want to know if I did, but yeah, I, I think it comes pretty standard. Okay, well, that's a upbeat note to <laughs> leave the show on. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, we haven't, we haven't sat down in a while. We haven't recorded in a while. How about, um, Tom, can you tell me a story? A story? Oh, boy. Let's, I'm trying to think of a good upbeat story. We can't end on what uh, we just talked about. That's... Yeah, no, I depressing. agree. I agree. I'm trying to think, uh, so Caitlin, this was Caitlin's first Halloween where she kind of got it and understood it, and, uh, it was, it was quite, it was quite fun, to say the least. What was she? And she was, uh, Elmo. She had the full, uh, <laughs> full body suit, full, you know, the face sticks out, but then the Elmo kind of faces above on the forehead. Uh, this is very cute. Crowd pleaser, for sure. Uh, and then she got home, and we dumped her candy on the floor. Just, it sounds bad, but she was sitting on the floor, and we dumped on the floor so she could go through it. And like, I have a picture of her that is, she is absolutely in shock, looking at a sucker that she had just tasted and then held up. As if it was like the Lion King. At the beginning of the Lion King, where they <laughs> right. hold up the baby lion. She holds the sucker up with one hand and is like mouth. I think a gape would be the word. I, is that, is that, am I describing that correctly? Sure, yeah. She was like in awe of the sucker, mouth hanging wide open, just in awe. It was, it was quite mm. breathtaking. Right. It was hilarious. I took a picture and posted it. Um, so it was fun to kind of see uh, kind of her, her get it. You know what I mean? She understood what was going on. It was That's fun. fun for yeah. both of you. Did you and uh, Beth dress up? No, I didn't know. No. What? 
Do pa- I know not many. I didn't see that many parents. My my like, sister and brother in law dress up. They've dressed up every year. I think for the last three years uh, on my nephew's request. Well, I mean, she if Caitlin asked me to, which at this point she's not really well, I don't, you know, two and a half. She's not really old enough to ask me. I mean, I would do it if she asked me to. Our neighbors had like a the dad put like a cape on. That was about it. And the mom had like a Wonder Woman shirt. And the boys were superheroes. So they were they kind of dressed up, but mm-hmm. like not over the top. Um, and then I saw some. Par- I saw one group with parents like full on, like detailed costumes, but otherwise none. Hmm. Allison, do you have a fun story? I'm sorry. I just want to announce that I dressed up. Oh, nice. <laughs> what were you? Uh, well, I went to a party Saturday. It was like a kids' party, and I was just like, we have a lot of costumes at the house, so I just went through a bag, and I was like a scary witch or zombie ish person with just lots of things on me. I was I was gross looking. My teeth, I had the like rotted out teeth nice and then you did the face makeup right yeah yeah and then um for halloween i was um cruella mm. because uh i'm i'm a teacher and so uh my assistants were all the dalmatians and then oh so you were the leader well <laughs> i told my parents they're like what are you going to be i'm like oh i have to find a code or something and be cruella and they're like oh they must not like you no like, <laughs> yeah, evil one. it's like wait I guess I, I never quite caught on to the fact that, obviously, then they were calling me evil. I was scared of Cruella DeVille when I was a, when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember that movie. It was a little scary. She was mean. mean you're, you're she not was mean, mean looking. You were I not know. mean, though. No, I no. Think. I would do it sometimes because some of the kids came without costumes, so we had some white shirts, so we put all the things on. And every once in a while, I'd be like, get back and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you played it up a little bit. Played your role. But That's they good. all laughed at me. They didn't take me seriously. Well, my story was I was at home in Des Moines uh, this um, past weekend for two reasons. One, my parents are about ready to celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary, Wow, mm. which is amazing. So my mother wanted to get family pictures taken, and my brother-in-law and sister and nephew were there. So that was a lot of fun. We, uh, at my nephew's request, took some dabbing photos, which was I mean, I'm going to print them out. Yeah, They're going like to be it. on my wall. <laughs> and then my dad also turned 75. Wow. wow. 75 and 50. It's a big, uh, a big yeah, weekend in the rock household. It was good. It was fun. And my dad's favorite joke, because uh, his birthday is actually on Halloween, is everybody always dresses up for my birthday. <laughs> I like it. And we'll end it there. It's a solid dad joke. It is a solid dad joke. And he's been saying it for the 42 years I've been on this earth. And I love you, Dad. Okay, so that's our show for this week. Coming up next week, we're going to talk about sex. Is it uh, helping or hurting your sleep? And also talk about how to introduce a significant other to your family and what should you do if you don't like that significant other of your brother or sister? Uh, we'll have those all coming up next week, plus another dating story. For Tom and Allison, I am Eric Rung. This is Single Married Divorced. Have a good week, everybody. Everybody.